right, how you doing, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting edition of Scorpio Moons and the Jackals at the Movies. And I am, of course, Angel Espino, a.k.a. the Jackal. You also can find me on angelespino.com, which is my active website for all my past work. And uh, with me, as always, is my partner in crime and movie review guru, the one and only Mr. Scorpio Moon. Take it away, Scorpio. Thank you, Jackal. I do go by Scorpio Moon online. Some people may know me by my birth name, Scorpio Luna. I come from a long line of comic book review websites and podcasting. Hope you enjoy what we've got to say today. Let me also remind our audience to please give us a uh, thumbs up, notification, and a big old subscription. We need that for the uh, you know the growth of the show and the channel. So please don't forget to do that. Now, with that out of the way. Let's go ahead and start the show. From the hotel! They're so rusted! What's happening? Found stuff from the hotel in the sand. Now, we generally don't do a lot of major spoilers on this show, so obviously with an M. Night Shyamalan movie, we're not going to talk about the twist too much here. But the premise is definitely fair game, and that actually brings up some really interesting points right off the bat. You know, with a movie like this, especially nowadays, you see the trailer or read one sentence online, you know what the premise of a movie like this is. You know, they end up on this island where they all age very, very rapidly and suffer various results from that, and that's what the movie's about. The interesting thing here, though, is, you know, there's a lot of filmmaking that goes into slowly revealing that premise, you know, as the the kids are part of the main focus. And they don't want you to see right away how quickly the kids have aged. So they do all these little bits and little bits of filmmaking. You know, they maybe shoot the kids from behind or they blur things on the camera or have the kids talking from off screen. So you don't see that they're aged right away. But it's difficult because we know this already. Like, we know what's happening. So in some ways, you're kind of like, well, let's just get to it already. Like, I'm not sure if it's that this little bit of filmmaking is kind of lost in the process of doing that or if it's just kind of like superfluous, like almost like kind of like a waste of time. Because <laughs> a big part of me is just kind of waiting for them to waiting for them to just get to it already. So it's a strange juxtaposition how they have some subtlety in how they, you know, just kind of let the movie reveal itself. But in so many other ways, what they really do here is very, very um, not subtle at all. You know, very on the nose. Within, like, the very first couple of lines in this movie, they're making comments about the parents talking to the kids and saying, you know, you're, you're too young. You're not old enough for this yet. Or, you know, don't wish your life away. Enjoy the moment and things like that. Um, there's a lot of things that are just very on the nose, especially when it comes to the plot points here. And as the plot reveals itself, um... There's a lot of weird dialogue. Like, when M. Night Shyamalan wants you to know something, he makes it crystal freaking clear. You know, they, they repeat lines of, of dialogue that are basically plot exposition over and over and over again, almost awkwardly in ways that almost doesn't make a lot of sense for them to be saying it, especially repeatedly. But again, point being, when they want you to know something, they definitely, definitely tell you. But when it comes yep. to that regards in the filmmaking... Um, a lot of that actually works. Um, there's a lot of like really stilted, short, awkwardly delivered dialogue that I think actually contributes a lot to the kind of frenetic pace of this movie. You know, once things get going, it's really at its heart. Um, it's a horror movie. 
um, it's probably going to show up in the thriller section on Netflix and such when it's online a little more. But um, it, it's body horror is what it is. Um, a lot of this movie is just getting you from point to point to point of what cruel thing can we put these people through given our premise. And, and I do think that that like weird, awkward dialogue and strange pacing of it kind of contributes to like the the weird atmosphere of this movie. Um, not that it's atmospheric, but it does have like a moody, strange, awkward tone to it as they jump from scene to scene of body horror that I think actually does make this um makes this a pretty good movie. You know, um, when you said Lost, it really, uh, for the first five minutes, I was like, I hope this is not like the TV show Lost. I hope that it's a little bit more uh, horror-based, and it really is. I mean, you nailed it right on the head. It really does have a like a semi-horror feel to it, but it's not as you know gory as a lot of horror movies that we see nowadays. Uh, there's really very little of that, but there is a lot of intriguing, more, I would say, thriller aspect to this. Um, it's like a, a horror thriller movie. Uh, the one thing I do love about the good M. Night Shyamalan movies, as opposed to some of his not-so-good work, is that this actually has a narrative that is, you know, easy to follow, but the twist at the end really kind of, like, gets you because I, I almost didn't see it coming. And, you know, that's one thing I really will applaud him on this. Uh, I saw a lot of it coming, but I didn't see the very twist at the very end. Uh, as something that was going to happen, considering what happens to the main characters. Uh, so I was very surprised, and I don't want to ruin it for those as a non-spoiler review. So I will say this, for, for being an M. Night Shyamalan movie, it's uh, one of his best movies, which again is not saying much, because you know his better movies, uh, at least for me, I don't know about you, Scorpio, but for me, his best movie is still Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, um, you know, Glass, uh, you know, uh, those are like the ones that I really like the most. Uh, I think that this will fit right in there with some of his work. It's, it's definitely better than The Village. So if a, lot of, if a lot of people are going in expecting something like that, don't worry. This is a lot better. The cast is really well put together. They all do a fine job, especially the kids in the very beginning. I think they're, they, they look realistic as kids. You know, like, you know, they're not pretentious or they're not... Uh, goofy or anything like that when you're looking at their what they're doing as you know kids it's very relatable it's very realistic and uh, i especially like the one kid who's on the main island uh not on the island they end up in but the actual beginning of it and then you see him later on uh i do like the way he uh, interacts with the kids and then later on what he does i think that was very cool and very well placed together because you start to wonder, wait, what's his role in the whole thing? Why did they show him in the very beginning? And, you know, I, you almost expect for him to show up later on, but he doesn't until, like, the, the, almost the end of the film. And it makes sense when you start looking at the overall movie. Um, I'd have to say, you know, the movie itself, uh, for me, it worked. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, it's probably one of my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movies. If I had to grade it, I would say from, I know they were doing A, B's and C's and D's and S and the, the alphabet here. I would say this is a, a solid B plus uh, for me. I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was well directed. The editing and the pace I thought was really good, which, you know, for a movie that's located on the island and uh, there's really uh, very few location shots. 
I think that, you know, they really captured not only the essence of what's going on, but the beauty of the shots, because, I mean, the, the beach is beautiful, the island is very nice, and it's all remotely and really in sections where uh, the cinematography really takes over, and you can tell there was a lot of attention to detail as the people are getting old. And, you know, that's really the premise, so it's, we're not giving away spoilers, it's called old, right? So it's not like we're giving you anything away, but... As the people are aging and stuff, that you know the cinematography and what's going on is really well done. Uh, the one character that actually has starts to having uh, dementia in the movie, uh, he is like spot on because he starts repeating things uh, and he starts acting like racist and bigoted, and for you know that just shows that he had that in him the whole time. But it doesn't come out until later on in life. Like normally, stuff like that would come out for most people. So I mean, even those little moments of detail, I thought was very well and you know put there, and it was key to the character development for that one character. Each character and the things they go through is you know very well thought out. From the girl who has the tumor, the guy who has dementia, you know every aspect of these characters, the way they're you know they're thought out as they develop the characters throughout the process of the film, it is very well uh, shot, and the cinematography works really well for me. So a B plus. What would you rate it? You know, you brought up the village a second ago. Um, the village, <laughs> the village was so bad it literally put me off M Night Shyamalan movies for years. Same here. It yeah. really did. Um, <laughs> it put me off those movies for years, and it kind of made me think that M Night Shyamalan was going to be nothing more than a very gimmicky director. It was always going to be about the twist. And uh, talking about the twist a little bit more before I rate this, you know, this is a movie that's very much about the premise versus mm-hmm. the twist. Um, yeah. A lot of people probably argue that the twist was almost unneeded in some ways. Like, that might have been more artistic to let mm. you wonder exactly what was going on. Um, for my money, while the twist is not exactly a groundbreaking thing, I'm probably more interesting than you might give it credit for. Well, the twist is not groundbreaking. I appreciate it because the twist is kind of like the explanation. Like, it does give you some closure. You probably didn't need the twist. The um, the original French graphic novel, The Sandcastle, that this movie was based on, didn't have a twist ending. It didn't explain anything about the island the way the twist does. But I appreciate that because not having a twist in a movie like this, it's almost like, you know, to reference another horror movie, you know, not seeing the Blair Witch at the end of the Blair Witch. Well, you caught off guard because, I mean, uh, what I, the actual ending really did catch me off guard. I was expecting something a little bit different. I knew there was going to be a twist, but what we actually have as a reveal did catch me a little bit off guard. Did, did that happen to you also? Not as much. I think the way they partition information here, again, was probably well-paced, but... You don't have to be Batman. You don't have to be the world's greatest detective, I don't think, to kind of put yeah. together <laughs> to put together what's Very going true. on here. Um, <laughs> which is another reason why I don't think the twist was a make-or-break thing for this movie. Um, and getting back to my original point about how they slowly reveal the premise when they didn't need to, in some ways, I almost think it would be more interesting if the twist was what was advertised and you didn't mm. know the premise. And, like, you know, going into it in the trailers and the movie poster, you knew what this twist was. But then the premise of how it happens is what you're slowly brought into. I think that might have been a little more interesting. But um, again, at the end of the day, I thought it was really interesting to see these characters live out their lives over the course of like two days. It's a really weird, moody movie. I still maintain that this is a horror movie. Um, it, even like, you know, um, again, not to spoil too much, but like 
the body horror they put them through and the way they explain exactly what's happening. Like, you literally have a, a lady who, like, you know, her arm breaks in the wrong way and it gets healed that way. So she looks like one of those spooky spider monsters, like, in like one of those, yeah. like... <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> one of those guys, like, it, it definitely takes its horror vibes or, like, you know, referencing, say, um, like, uh, I think it was, there was a movie called The Resort or, like, even, like, The Hostel. The yeah, hospital yeah. movies, yeah. you know, like it's all about their lord, what they think is like going to be a vacation destination, but then they're put through all this torture instead. I still maintain this is a horror movie, but a thoughtful and really interesting one. I'm yeah. about on par with you. I'd probably go two and a half to three stars, like B, B plus area. Mr. Mansell. Hey. In ruin the meal. I came for the show. Cute. <laughs> you have some nerve to be here like this. Yeah, maybe. are you me i'm nobody so the first thing i have to honestly say about nobody you've seen this movie before <laughs> trust me once you actually watch it and see what's going on it's i know the, again we're going to talk about the premise versus the twist a little bit on this one uh the premise it, it kind of draws you in but once you realize what this movie is actually about you realize you've seen a lot of other movies like this I don't think that's what hurts it, but in a little bit. And again, we're not going to go too spoiler heavy, but it was almost a little under dragging the movie down for me a bit to see how, you know, the premise is one thing, but once the twist is revealed, the movie, the movie kind of morphs into the twist. You know, what I liked about it with the premise is at the beginning, you know, you're not, you're not expecting too much from the character. So when he gets into a fight, it's gritty. You know, he gets stabbed, he's bleeding, like he's hurt, like, the fights aren't that easy for him. It really feels like a real guy going through this action. And then once the twist is kind of revealed and it gets more into it, the fights start to lose their consequence a little bit. And especially when some of the other characters come in, it almost feels like just like a big dumb superhero action movie at the end. Um, it loses some of that grittiness and consequence to it. Like it doesn't have the same, the same feel to it. Um, and again, it's the kind of thing where the movie, it has to evolve a little bit. You know, you've got to have information partition to you. It's got to go a certain way. So I'm not going to say it ruins the movie, but hope, with how much I enjoyed how gritty the action was in the beginning, it was just a little bit of a bummer to me to see it kind of turn into something else. Um, what I was very encouraged by, though, uh, one reason why I didn't watch this movie right away and why, thankfully, I was so surprised by the twist because I had seen so little about this movie before it came out. Um, I was a little worried that the Saul Goodman wasn't going to wash off of Bob Odenkirk for me. <laughs> like, I've just seen him in one yep. the voice and everything. I've seen him in one way and one character for so long that I almost like I didn't want to buy into the hype of like, oh, Bob Odenkirk, get into him while the star is big, you know. So I I backed off from him a little bit, but I think the Saul does wash off of him enough to play a different character. I enjoyed his performance very much, very much in this movie. Um. And at the end of the day, while there were some things that kind of disappointed me, um, this was a solid action flick. I think this goes back to the good old days of just movies for guys who like movies. 
Yeah, I got to agree. I think that, um, you know, I'm a big uh, Bob Odenkirk fan. Uh, I've been a fan of his for a long time. And I was also worried that this might feel like, yeah, better call Bob, better call Saul, uh, or his name in the movie, which uh, is actually uh, Hutch Manso. I was like, well, better call Hutch. Uh, but no, you know, the, the, the whole plot of the movie is something that we've seen before. Uh, there's, you know, countless action movies and recently, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but like John Wick, for example, is something that is very relatable to this. Uh, but it, it works because of the actor, Bob Odenkirk is a, like I said, a solid actor. He knows how to sell this stuff. Uh, but I am happy with the overall action aspect of what they did with the movie. I thought that was really, the action was really well shot and that's where the money is on this movie. You almost get lost in the storyline. And it's easy to overlook the storyline when you're looking at it as the action pieces, the fights, uh, Bob's acting. I thought was solid all the way through. There's a one scene where he's getting his ass kicked in the, the I think it's a train station, and he tells him, uh, he's like going like, eh, "You're about to get fucked, you know, effed up now." And I think you know stuff like that really worked for me because there's also a very good comedic part to this, which of course you know Bob is uh, known for his comedy. Uh, again, I, I like the actor a whole lot, and that's the main reason why I think I enjoyed it probably more than anything. Uh, if not, it might have just been another throwaway action movie like this and that genre. But in the same kind of token, I mean, we've seen this before, uh, and I'm, I know Scorpio, you got to remember, we've had movies like, um, you know, Marsh, you know, like the uh, Mars movies that came out in the past, Red Planet. Uh, you know, and movies like that where we have multiple movies about Mars, the ghost of Mars, you know, and these movies all deal with Mars and uh, and different action movies in the past that all kind of borrow from other action movies. So it's not like a, a movie that it's like really stealing a premise that's never been done before. It's been done before and it happens a lot in Hollywood, unfortunately. And uh, that's something that I've said for a long time. Hollywood has run out of ideas, so they tend to recycle some of this stuff uh, and repackage it with new actors, new sequences and stuff. So that I expected going in, but I was really surprised and pleasantly surprised by the fact that the action was solid. And again, Bob Odenkirk is, uh, you know, he really did escape the Better Call Saul character. And, uh, you know, he wasn't just like a sleazy lawyer in this thing. Uh, which is uh, refreshing. He, he has a lot of acting range, and you can really tell here that he could do not just good comedy, but he could do action. He could do all kinds of other things. So I'm looking forward to seeing you know a little bit more of that on you know with him in the future. But again, I do enjoy him in the comedic stuff. And if you're a fan of his from Better Call Saul or from any of his prior work, uh, like you know anything that he's done comedic wise or anything, you're going to get a little bit of a, of a mixture of all that within this movie. So I'm sure his fans are going to highly enjoy this, you know, this film. So uh, I, I give it a, a solid uh, C plus, maybe a B soft B uh, to be honest. So just because we've seen this before, so it doesn't have anything higher than that. Uh, but if it was just for the action, I'd give it an A because the action was really, really on point. Uh, it's just the fact that we've seen this story before that kind of like, you know, narrows it down a little bit for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the uh, overall, you know, uh, rating for the film? Yep, overall C plus, B minus, yeah. two and a half stars, somewhere in that average range. Um, I definitely agree with you. Um, Bob Odenkirk brings almost kind of a, a nuanced 
um, performance to it. You know, his acting really kind of sells something that, like I said, yeah. sadly, it it almost kind of lets me down a little bit when it kind of becomes <laughs> just another one of those kind of things we've seen before. But they bring just enough juice to it that it does make the action still be more worth it. Christopher Lloyd was a lot yeah. of fun. A lot of oh, fun yeah. in this movie too. Um, <laughs> you know, you know not things. only Christopher Lloyd, but the the cast overall. I mean, Michael Ironside is in this. Oh. The Rizza. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, yeah. there's some really solid names in this movie, which I wasn't. You know, I going in, I tried to stay away from spoilers, and I was kind of surprised to see some of these names in there. Yeah, not only a little surprised to see them, but a little surprised to see how well they played it off. Like, a lot of times, yeah. like, you, know, yeah. like, you know how Bruce Willis is the god of red box anymore? Like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Very true. Yeah, again, that's a good one. <laughs> you went from die hard to red box hard. <laughs> Just, um, you know, point, point being on something like that, sometimes when you see a big name show up in a smaller role in a movie, it seems like they're using it just to sell it. You know, just yeah. another way to try and sell this movie, but it didn't come across that way here. It looks like they use these actors for a purpose and use them well. Um, so, yeah, all in all, not exactly a new premise or a new movie. You've seen it before, but but the action was pretty tight and the performances were solid. Yeah, I, I got to agree. And uh, there you go. That is Nobody. You are a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Is this really what you want? Always alone? Whenever they try to announce the final of anything, it makes me nervous. Whether it's like a a movie franchise series or a concert or something, when they try and say it's going to be the last one, um, I mean, number one, that puts a lot of expectations on it. But also, you're going to expect now going into it that there's going to be this this sense of finality to it. And I always wonder how far they're going to push that, especially when it's most likely not going to be. Um, you know, you're going to see Wolverine as Hugh Jackman, or Hugh Jackman as Wolverine again someday. Ozzy Osbourne did not do his last concert. Like It's not truly, truly over with so many of these things. So I always get a little bit nervous about things like that. Probably one of the best things I'm going to say about this movie is that at the very least, this James Bond movie is very competent. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about premise versus twist in a lot of our movies tonight. This movie doesn't really have too much of that. Yeah. You know, look, any 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 spy movie is going to have you know its its reveals and its double crossings and backstabbings and reveal backstabbings and such. Um, but this movie pretty pretty cleanly moves you from point A to point B to point C. I was a little surprised with how personal they made this movie for James Bond. Um. I mean, maybe that's meant to be part of the evolution of the character. Like, in a lot of ways, like, he's not being a spy in this too often. It's not a spy movie. It's like, um, and again, we're not going too heavy into spoilers, but, you know, James Bond in this movie goes from, like, you know, jaded. Like, especially very jaded for someone who works in a business like this. I mean, he's had his back stabbed at Double Cross so many times. It's almost surprising to see James Bond be so jaded by it at this point. Like, he's not used to it already. And it goes from jaded in the first half of the movie to just pissed in the second half mm. of the movie like it's almost kind of like a james bond revenge movie um it so in that way it took some interesting twists for me a little different from you know the typical james bond kind of you know action movie um you know this movie is not meant to be overly flashy this is not you know 
James Bond as, you know, the ladies' man, James Bond with too many fancy gadgets. Uh, you know, I didn't see too much of that. Um, one other thing I'll definitely give them, though, the movie looked good. Uh, mm. I thought the action was really crisp. Um, there's a lot of really dark scenes, but, like, it's not hard to tell what's going on. Like, it's really solid action. I really like the, um, uh, some of the new actresses they brought in to be some of the new spies there. Um, uh, what's the one girl's name? Arma, Arma de Amis? Um, I feel like I butchered that name, probably. <laughs> um, I am Anna de Armas. These are Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays Paloma. Thank you. I knew I could count on yeah. you to do that a little bit better. <laughs> My apologies. Um, I just I've not been too familiar with this actress yet, but I thought her little turn as like mm. you know like a side spy was actually one of the most appealing yeah. parts of the movie. She looked great, and I thought brought brought a great bit to her role and a great bit to the movie. Um, uh, thing for me, James Bond has really just never kind of clicked for me um mm. you know we did a lot of comic book movies before and a lot of sci-fi type things you know those things i've read the source material on i'm a lot more invested i don't really have a long history of being overly invested in 007 so as much as i talk about the finality of this movie having some expectations for me i didn't expect too much going into it and while i thought it was a very very competent movie a lot of the personal aspects really didn't just didn't really ring for me too much um I enjoyed the movie. Look, I'll definitely give you this. This was the kind of movie where you know, I wasn't really dicking around on my phone too much while I was watching this movie. And when I did pick it up once or twice, like, for example, to look up that actress, I was like, oh, is she? I got to see more of her. Like, you know, I immediately put the phone back. <laughs> I immediately put the phone back down and not stay on my hands. Like, the movie kept me engaged. I thought it was interesting and well done, but it just didn't really connect to me. It didn't really touch me in any way. You know, um, I had... Almost a similar reaction at first when I first saw it. I've seen it a couple times now. Um, but I will say, you know, when you watch Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre, Quantum of Solace, the Daniel Craig four movies previously to this one, and then you watch this one, yeah, you do get that he's more jaded uh, because of what he goes through in the previous movies. So there is that aspect. You almost have to watch him in, in, you know, in a row to be able to really understand the character development because this is the first time I'm thinking of the James Bond uh, series where you really have a narrative told from beginning to end. It bookmarks the character, which uh, it has never been done before. As we've seen, Obama has been reborn many times, but it's usually a continuation of the previous. But the cool thing is with Casino Royale, was that it was really the beginning again of James Bond. They really went from like, who is this guy? Why is he 007? Why is he a spy? And you saw the, the actual progress of him as an agent, a secret agent. Uh, you know, my favorite still in the series is Skyfall, uh, just because of everything that happens to him in that movie. But this is uh, a James Bond after he leaves the active service, uh, and while he's thinking that, well, you know, now peace is, you know, my next progression in life, it's short-lived. He doesn't have any peace, you know, and that is really what James Bond is about. There's never any peace for 007. He always has to be, you know, the, the guy that, you know, makes things happen. And, you know, this is right up there. And I think this might be, if not, you know, for just because it's Daniel Craig's, but I think this might be his finest work acting-wise. Maybe not so much as the best movie, but acting-wise, when it comes to these movies, I think his acting was phenomenal, considering the fact that this, the last for him is James Bond. It's definitely worth it. And for me, myself, I give it an A-minus uh, as you know, probably the highest-rated movie this week. 
and the most enjoyable movie for me this week. Yourself, what are you, what would your uh, what would your ratings be for this one? Just real quick, you mentioned Skyfall earlier. I think mm-hmm. Skyfall had the best soundtrack, best theme. Song. Yes, Vinny yes. was Skyfall. Great. No arguments Loved here, it. brother. <laughs> <laughs> very memorable. Very memorable. Yeah. Loved that. Loved that. Um, yeah, I think again, going back to something you said, this was what they did with Daniel Craig in his time as James Bond. Almost kind of reminds me of um Nolan's Batman mm-hmm. trilogy. Um, and not just yeah. the way that they made it kind of like you know gruffer and grittier. You know, because that was what Nolan was all about. You know, the, the dark, yeah. more realistic yeah. Batman. They did do that with this James Bond. You know, it goes back to those lines like, you think I'd give a damn how my martini is made? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's very true. Which is funny because a lot of people have wanted Nolan to direct a Bond movie. So, I mean, it, it really has almost a Nolan-esque type of feel to it you're absolutely right on that on that uh, connection um i could see christopher nolan doing a bond movie in the future hell i could see christian bale playing bond in the future why not have them reunite for a bond trilogy or bond four or five movies the one thing i I will say that i am sad that this is uh the fifth movie with daniel craig and again the last one with daniel craig i wish he would have stuck out for six so we could have a really nice bookend of six movies with him uh, but look, I'm happy with what I got. He is my favorite Bond now of all of them. And I know some of the people are going to be like, that's sacrilege. It's always got to be Sean Connery. Sean Connery. And I love Sean Connery. I like Roger Moore. I like Timothy Dalton. I like every other previous uh, incarnation of Bond. Uh, but I will say that uh, Daniel Craig, for me, action-wise and acting-wise, is the definite, de- definitive James Bond. Definitely. Fair enough. Fair enough. So again, what would you grade this? Because I'm giving it an A minus. What would your grade be? Getting back to my Nolan reference, I think oh, the, the I think the one like kind of new or more interesting that they did bring to the James Bond series with Daniel Craig's time and it is you know like Nolan's Batman. Like you said, it wasn't just like another Batman, another Double yeah. Seven. They told a story from beginning to middle to end with this character, with Batman and with James Bond in this. That's probably the best thing that they did for it, but just looking at No Time to Die, I feel like other than that, they really just didn't bring anything new to the spy genre to me. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it as much as you did. That's awesome, Jackal, but for me, it's like a C C plus, maybe at best. Um, Fun movie, but I I just didn't speak to me. I wasn't really impressed. I liked it. It aged well for me. A couple days after I watched it, I found my, my, my little show notes to be a little less harsh. I was like, no, I can see what they were doing. Like, I see the story they wanted to tell, and it worked, and it was well acted and well shot. I mean, it's not like the negatives really overrode it. A couple of days, I was like, okay, you know, it's not that bad. But I just, I don't think it brought a lot new to the spy genre. It really didn't, you know, wow me. Um, you know, it wasn't like a smart watch to the um to the eyepiece there. It didn't blow my mind. Well, I mean, how much can you expect though, 25 movies into a, a character? I mean, at some point, you're, you're almost repeating certain aspects of what the character does. Uh, but uh, at the same time, the, the, the action set pieces here, I mean, they always seem to like get better 
as they go on with these movies. And I thought the action sequences were like phenomenally well shot. And, I, and I'm going for a technical aspect, like the way they technically shot the scenes. A lot of it, it was done with people around and cars, you know, going and almost hitting people and stuff. Uh, and some of the sequences and, and, and the car chasing, I'm talking in particular. Uh, and I thought that was really well done. And then, and to the point where you can't tell that it's camera work and camera tricks and, all kinds of effects, and even some of the special effects. When you go back and you start looking at the effects, you know of it, you can't tell there's an effect there, and that's the best kind of effect when you can't tell that something's a, a CGI effect. And I really like that of this movie. But again, I I do like the the connection you make with Nolan and the grittiness of this thing. I think you're dead on on that, definitely spot on on that part. So there you go. You got a, a C plus, you said, or C minus? So C plus, right? No, I'll go at least again, like two and a half stars, C plus, maybe B minus. Yeah. A very competent movie. I just want yeah. more. Final thoughts. I really want to thank the audience for bearing with us as we um, you know, like I really wanted to do a movie for show movie review show this year. Um partially because the movie theaters were coming back really appealed to me, but also because so many things are going to direct a video or direct a streaming, basically, you know, same thing anymore. I knew I was gonna see so many more movies this year, you know, because just is the ease of it. So I really want to do a movie review show this year. So I thank you, Mr. Jackal, for helping motivate me to get back on the airwaves again and make this transition to YouTube. But also just let the audience know, um, you know, we're kind of catching up on things that have come out this year because we've wanted to do the show so much. But we do absolutely intend to get to more, you know, um, current events, so to speak, as we catch up here. Start reviewing movies that are coming out more recently. And my final thoughts are on par with you. We're definitely, uh, you know, looking forward to reviewing newer movies. I know there's a lot of new stuff coming out. In fact, this week, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife just came out, which I've been really excited about watching. So uh, hopefully it's as good as I've built it up to be in my mind. Again, everybody, we'll see you again at the movies with Scorpio Moon and me, the Jackal. Till next time. Rumble, young man, rumble. Hats off to you. Enough said. Good stuff.